Late Night Conversations with Patricia Anduli, Monday to Thursday, 10 p.m. till midnight. Health Conversations. Let's welcome our first guest, uh, Gensing Mahlaba, who's a lecturer. Gisinseng, excuse me, Gisinseng Mahlaba, who's a lecturer at uh, the Sifako Mahato Health Science University. He also holds a master's degree in pharmacy with a uh, focus in public health and medicine management. Gisinseng, thank you very much for joining us. Good evening. Oh, Patricia, good evening and good evening to your listeners. And I'm listening to you talk now and I'm thinking uh, the over 18 must not just only tune into your radio, but also register to um, get the COVID-19 vaccine tomorrow. Yeah, I mean, it's, it's, it's a good call, a clarent call. I'm sure a lot are aware that uh, the vaccinations are opening up uh, for those who are 18 and above uh, from tomorrow. So let's have this conversation. I, I've been seeing a lot of young people on social media saying, I'm young, I'm healthy, I've got a strong immune system. Why should I even consider vaccinating? Especially because yeah. I'm seeing a lot of older people who have reported to have, um, you know, s- severe side effects, even some death uh, related to the COVID-19 vaccine. I think um, as a nation, we, we need to strive for learning how to source credible information. Um, maybe to start off the question, the way you put it, um, I would say, Oscar, if you feel that you are young uh, and you're strong, guess what? You might be living with someone in your household who is not as strong as you. Yes, you might contract the disease and, and, and not even show a symptom because you're young and strong, as you said. But unfortunately, because of your grandmother at home is not as young and strong, the immune system is not as strong, you might just transmit the, the disease to that um, elderly person who might even get sick or even succumb to the disease. So even though you are strong, um, it's important that you get the vaccine. Um, we've heard all of us, the president, speaking of the term herd immunity. And that's exactly what we're trying to achieve to say, uh, let's vaccinate one person so that we can protect the nation. We protect those that cannot uh, vaccinate themselves. So it goes over and beyond self. It's about those around us. It's about community. It's about family. Exactly, Ospet. You know, um, other people are also worried, especially the younger ones, saying we've heard, you know, these myths around, oh, you might be infertile after vaccinating for COVID-19. Is there truth in this? Why are even such, um, you know, myths out there? But is there truth in it? Um, maybe to start with, I, I should say, um, as, as people, we, we, we need to try and source credible information. We need to go to a site like the WHO website, the, the South African government website, the Department of Health website, which already has now a COVID-19 website where people can get credible information. The NICD in South Africa website, the, the, the CDC website, even the News24 has a, web, uh, a site where they debunk these kind of myths. And, um, you know, when someone reads uh, something that is scary to them, um, if they question it, it makes me a bit happy because it means they don't take uh, their health uh, lying down. They take it very seriously. But then a step further would be for these individuals to say, let me find truth in this uh, statement that is made and let me go to credible sources to find the right information. 
So um, the, the story that you, you're talking about currently about uh, pregnancy and, 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 the, and the vaccine is that um, they found that there was a protein, a protein in the uterus of a the, of the woman that um, is similar to the protein that is found in the vaccine, in, 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 in the coronavirus itself. So people thought uh, that when you give an individual a, the vaccine, that vaccine might attack the same protein in the uterus of, of, of a female person and by that affecting them from uh, falling pregnant. But that is not proven. Today, there hasn't been any literature. There has been studies that were done on this topic and where they had a control group and then a group of people who received the vaccine. And at the end, they could not find any correlation or truth to that myth that uh, the COVID-19 does prevent people from falling pregnant. A-teamers, we are speaking to a lecturer from SMU and... um, our guest is helping us have an understanding as to why there's some hesitancy and also giving us education around the COVID-19 vaccinations that are currently open. We are aware that those who are 18 years old, old and older are now able to go and get vaccinated. All they need to do is register. I'd like to hear from you as an A-teamer. What are your thoughts? Um, are your young ones, 18 and above, eager to go out and vaccinate? Um, and, and, and have you educated yourself enough? Or are you also holding a bit of skepticism? If you are, please interact, let us know, ask your questions. I'm sure that Gisun Singh is going to be able to respond because he's obviously um, very well versed around COVID-19 and the research that has been done around the vaccination itself. 011-714-2006 is the number to call in on, or you can WhatsApp 614 SMSs go to 41391. There's also been some reports, right, or some allegations, Kisin um, saying that the COVID-19 vaccination has a possibility of changing your menstrual cycle as a female, or even for males, that it, it could affect your manhood and you, therefore your erection. Is there any truth in this? Um, you know, it goes to show that myths are spreading faster than we can keep up at times. And to be frank, it's the first time I'm even hearing of such a myth. Um, but scientifically, when I'm trying to analyze what you just said to me, it, it, I can't find the truth in it, And but I'm not in the right position at the moment to be able to say, yes, it does, or yes, it does not. But um, it's something that I myself as well will have to go and look at to see if there is such. But um, if I'm looking at the social media pages and I'm looking at the internet, there's so many of such stories that we are seeing on a daily basis. So it, it would be safe to say that COVID-19 is new to us. So the vaccination as well um, is also new uh, and, and studies are being done on, uh, continuously. So some of the things that people might be putting out on social media could be false, but they could also have some truth in them and we'll only find out once um, thorough research is done. Correct, correct. And, 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 and maybe, maybe to correct the, the, the initial statement, uh, the coronavirus, uh, it's not new. Um, it's just the vaccines um, that we are seeing, that we are using currently, which are maybe we might say are recent. Uh, but the, 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 the virus itself has been studied um, at length for many years prior to uh, l- last year when uh, we had the pandemic. So 
that's why I trust in the scientists whenever they come up with uh, credible information because of this particular virus has been studied for uh, quite some time. So, so the COVID-19 has been around and being studied for a long time, but it has only broken out uh, uh, 2019. Uh, so, so if it was studied for such a long time, but only broke out as a pandemic globally in 2019, why is it that then the vaccinations are only available in 2021? Um, firstly, uh, you know, affordability is everything. And, and we can see how um, the outbreak of the coronavirus has affected many economies. And when, when dealing with public health issues, you really want to, uh, spend your dollars sparingly or your rent uh, sparingly. So uh, it, it, it just really doesn't make any financial sense for any economy in, in, in the world to say, I'm going to manufacture a, 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 a tablet for um, hypertension where else its population doesn't have that particular condition. So now, uh, this current times warranted that um, we go out there and then manufacture such vaccines for the coronavirus. But um, um, I want to rest assure the, uh, the listeners that, you know, um, coronavirus vaccine is safe. And I want to urge our listeners to say, let's go out in our numbers and get the, 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 flu, uh, the coronavirus vaccine. So, you know, as we continue to educate our A-teamers, um, I think it's very important that we go through some of the, you know, the myths or the things that need to be debunked and also just get a light, a further light. Others say once being vaccinated, there's still a chance of you contracting virus. And young people are saying, then what's the use? I'm 18, I'm healthy. I've never had COVID-19 and now I vaccinate and I get COVID-19. Why did I vaccinate in the first place? So how prevalent is it that those who are vaccinated are going to um, contract COVID-19 after being vaccinated? So as with um, the flu vaccine, let's make an example of that. As many people have been using flu vaccines uh, for many years, there's a lot of people who would say, I got the flu vaccine, but I still um, got uh, flu. Um, and uh, that is explained by maybe um, you were vaccinated with a different strain of flu compared to the flu strain that was um, uh, prevalent at that time in that uh, country. And uh, now we know that the, 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 the coronavirus vaccine that we have, we are not saying it's going to prevent you from um, contracting the disease. But the, the, the biggest idea behind this is to try and, and reduce mortality and, and morbidity in our patients who contract the disease and then reduce the hospital uh, stay if you, you happen to uh, be admitted in hospital. So uh, the, the, we, what we are trying to do with this vaccine is to, to reduce the severity of the coronavirus disease should you contract it. So um, yes, there, there is a chance that you, you might contract the disease after the vaccine, but it might not be as severe as it would have been um, had you not received the vaccine. So to the young ones who say that um, I'm young and I'm fit, and in any case, I might get the vaccine. I go back to the initial statement that I made earlier to say, yes, you, you, you are strong, but you might be living with people who are not as strong as you. Um, there are some uh, legitimate reasons that people cannot get it uh, or some legitimate reasons that people uh, should delay uh, getting the vaccine. And those people are the ones that you want to protect. So whenever we are healthy and, and have the opportunity to get the vaccine, um, I would urge that we get it regardless of our age.
if we are eligible, let's rather get the vaccine. Let me go to some of the SMSs from our A-teamers. Um, I'll ask them and then you'll respond. Uh, this one says, how could your guest uh, explain why there is no proper explanations on the side effects of the vaccine? Um, I'll repeat the question again for me. How could your guest explain why there is no proper explanation on the side effects of the vaccine? I don't know if there is no proper explanation on the vaccine. As far as I know, there is explanation to the side effects of the vaccine. Just like any other vaccine that is given to our children, a measles vaccine, um, flu vaccine, any of the vaccines, there are explan- ex- um, uh, explanations behind most of the side effects that we get. Remember, uh, the vaccine itself is a foreign object to the body. So whenever you introduce a foreign object to the body, the body's immune system would react. So um, what it does, it will prime your immune system. And in that response, that's when you would get the, the, the high temperature fever, showing that um, you have introduced something to the body. So um, most of the side effects that we are getting and we see are side effects that we are expecting, uh, just like any other vaccine. Although there are some uh, side effects um, um, which are a bit more serious than others, such as your anaphylaxis, and of recent, when you look at specifically the COVID-19 vaccine, the the TTS, the uh, thrombocytopenia syndrome. So those are the two currently that um, are worrying a lot of people on, on, on social media. But then again, when you look at the risks that are associated with the disease itself, versus um, uh, um, those side effects. The risks are very, very low when you look at the numbers of people who are, are encountering such um, um, side effects. Like the TTS, we, it was seen in about six in um, a million population, and most of those being female uh, people. So in South Africa, we've not, a, we've not even had one case being reported of the TTS or anaphylaxis. So that's how rare those conditions are. But most of the other side effects that you get, we expect, such as headache, fever, tiredness, muscle pain, chills and nausea. Those are common side effects. I'm going to go through some of our A-teamers' uh, questions here. This one is from Bongomusa Matebula, who's in Danhauser Hilltop in KZN. Bongomusa says, I'm a 31-year-old man who's been on uh, ART since uh, 2010. I do take my meds daily and I never default. I'm healthy and strong. But I do realize that the fact that I might be at risk to succumb from COVID-19 if I contract it. But I'm hesitant. Oh, my goodness. You know, sometimes when you've had a brilliant day and you just want your day to go better, you wish you'd had a team that was um, considerate. Let me go back to this one, um, A-teamers. Okay. Okay. Uh, Apologies for that. Uh, Let me go back again. Thank you. But I'm hesitant to get vaccinated due to the reports I read mostly on social media. Should I go for vaccination before it's too late? Um, Yeah. Um, Can you respond to this? I mean, someone who's on ARVs and they are worried. Should they be taking this vaccine? So um, someone who is on ARVs, and I'm really... I'm thankful to have people like Ubongi. Um, is it Bongi, ne? you said? Coming forth, um, um, raising such concerns so that we can address some of them if I can. Um, such as this one, we would classify someone who is on ART or on uh, who is HIV positive as a person who might be um, immunocompromised. So 
currently, as we said, we, we found that there is no reason for someone who is immunocompromised, you know, to go and get their flu vaccine, right? Because these vaccines that we are giving, they're not live viral vaccines, and they do not pose a risk to immunocompromised individuals. So immunocompromised individuals should note that their immune system to vaccination may be reduced, leading to a lesser protection. But um, social distancing and masking, and, and as we suggest, um, needs to be adhered to so that we can prevent um, getting the infection. But for the mere fact of being immunocompromised, um, currently there's no literature that shows that um, you should defer from getting the, the, the coronavirus vaccine. So um, be rest assured, I would urge you to go and then get your flu vaccine, especially if you know that your, your, your condition is controlled and your CD4 count is controlled. Um, so there's no reason for you to worry. What happened to someone who's not feeling well? Maybe, you know, they, they've got some flu-like symptoms, but it's not COVID. Or it's someone who's saying, um, you know, I, I'm just I'm just tired, you know, change of season. I do want to go for my vaccines, but I'm just not feeling well. And with the reports I've heard, should I be taking it? Should I wait a bit? So if you, if you have had and you have confirmed, maybe let me start with those that have uh, contracted the condition and they know that they were sick. So for those kind of individuals, I would, I would say um, what, what, what the Department of Health is saying currently is that wait for 30 days before you can be able to go and get your first dose or either your second dose. Um, if it happens that you get sick while you had received your first dose of the vaccine, um, you would need to wait at the end because they give you a time frame to say come back within uh, this time frame. So now you contracted the disease while you were waiting to go back for the second dose. So you will have to not go in at that time frame that was given to you, but wait 30 days after um, for, for the disease to clear before you can go for the second jab. So now if you um, remember earlier, I was speaking about some legitimate reasons to delay the vaccine. And, and then being sick is one of those legitimate um, reasons, such as you would see if you have a high fever which might signal that you have serious infections in your body. So for those kind of individuals, we would say, you know, rather you wait until you get better, then you can go get it. And there's other conditions that um, were reported elsewhere in the world, such as your multi-system inflammatory diseases and your, if you have ever been treated with monoclonal antibodies or convalescent serums from the SARS-CoV-2 infection. Uh, so those kind of individuals would say to them, rather wait 90 days before you get it. But uh, generally, to answer the question is that if you are feeling sick and you think you might be having the disease, rather wait um, at least 30 days before you can go get your first or I or the second dose. Let's go to a voice note. Hi, Patricia. I took the vaccine on the 16th of uh, July. Uh, just for safety purposes, because I didn't feel anything, but then the virus is here. So after I took it, I've been having flu symptoms since until today. And I'm scared to go to hospital. I just buy medication, do everything. I, I, I don't understand what is going on. It's not a myth. It's what I'm experiencing. Anonymous in Pulukwan. Bye, Pat. Anonymous, thank you very much for sharing what uh, you are experiencing and we are wishing you a very speedy recovery. Can you please respond? Uh, um, I mean, 
here's a person who's saying this is not a myth it's what i'm experiencing personally since the 16th of july vaccinated and since then flu symptoms so and 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 and, and this kind of this kind of touches on the other concerns that many other listeners might be having um i for one have been having uh, close people to me who came to me and said um you know i know someone who went and vaccinated and then later on they lost their lives so the problem with that is that um, well, the government took it very seriously as we have an expert committee that uh, follows up this kind of uh, adverse effects following immunization. So all the autopsies that have been done currently, they have not found anything uh, linking uh, the vaccine itself to those deaths. Um, now, I'm going back to uh, our anonymous in Kolokwani, which now raises the question to say, um, is she having flu or is she having the coronavirus. And if she is having the coronavirus, the question is, was she coronavirus clear by, by the time she went in to receive the, the vaccine? It might have happened that uh, you contracted the disease, you were asymptomatic, and you did, not, you did not know that you had the disease, and you went in and got the jab. And, and only then, later on, because remember, what we say is that uh, for you to be a, a bit certain uh, that you are getting sick because of the vaccine. It should be that 14 days after the vaccine, then you start getting the symptoms, um, certain symptoms that are, are, are persistent. But if you get the, the, the symptoms earlier on, um, it, it cannot be that, that those symptoms can be linked to the vaccine itself. So it, it, it's highly uh, probable that you had the condition before you went and, 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 and received the chair itself. And you know what? Um, it is a legitimate uh, concern that uh, Anonymous is having. And um, I would urge Anonymous to go further and report um, such um, adverse effects following immunization because there's a team, a task team that um, investigates these things. We have what we call the Med Safety app. So maybe uh, you need to download the Med Safety app go onto the app and, and then report such an adverse effect. Explain ex- explicitly exactly what you are experiencing so that further investigations can be done. Because of, in most cases, kind, this kind of cases happen in isolation and we, we never get to hear about them, but they're out there happening and people talking about them amongst their small corners, generating this, this myth. So the more people report, the more we can investigate and be able to clarify certain things that we are experiencing. Let me go to Atima Yumba on the line. Good evening. Hi, Teddy. I've got a few questions and I'd like actually to engage the, your guest. All right, let's make um, it quick. Yes, sure. Number one, what is the rate of transmission? Let's say, you know, when this thing started, they say if you are, there are five people, one person who, who, who contaminates five and then and so on, right? And now there was a looting. And now when there was a looting, I'm telling you, it was a, if you, we take maybe uh, just a quick number, we say if there are five million in Mlagi and we just have, or we take quarter of those people who looted, um, and then and there was there was a, a case where they said they have, uh, the people were arrested. There were 1,000 people who had 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 the COVID, right? But if you take that, you take a mathematic model. It's just impossible. I haven't heard anything that you know in Durban the numbers. It should have been rocketed, right? Now I haven't heard it. 
maybe they are showing it to the news, but I'm telling you, I'm a person who goes around, but I haven't met someone who just says, no, I got it. Even if they got it, I mean, they, they recovered. Uh, the, the, the last one is this guy who called earlier on, with, uh, during uh, the show from 3 to 6. He said, luckily I got, I got vaccinated and then I was saved. But there are people who are not vaccinated. He said he had the commodity, you know, the commodity because of vaccination got saved. But that is not true. Because how many people have got uh, commodity, whatever it is, and who get con- co- um, uh, infected by the virus, they are not dying. All right. So we cannot say, no, no, because of the vaccine, I didn't die. But that is really not true. Maybe you, you guys are exaggerating this. I know you're going to jump and all that people. I believe it because I believe there is a virus. I got it in uh, oh, last year, August. I recovered. So, but the way things are being, uh, they are displaying, it's putting uh, fear in people. Thanks, Yumba. I'm going to allow yeah. our guests to respond. Kizuma? Okay. Um, I also said the line was not very clear, but I'm going to talk um, politically on the points that I kind of uh, picked up as, as the caller was talking. Um, maybe let me make it, um, you know, sometimes when you put a face to something, people understand better. I will talk about me. My mom was admitted in, in, in hospital a few months ago. She was in hospital for 46 days. Out of those 46 days, uh, 26 days of those, she was in a coma, in ICU. My sister, who's a professional nurse, um, contracted the disease, and she was sitting home for over three months. I stayed home for over a month. I know of a pharmacist um, like me who was at the private hospital close by whom lost their life to it. Um, I, I don't think we are at a point where we can question whether the disease kills or not. Um, we are seeing the numbers on daily basis. We are seeing our loved ones, the people that we know who are close to us, who are losing their, uh, close to us, who are losing their lives due to the, the, the disease. The other part that he spoke about, I think it's what we've been touching on to say, yes, um, we do have people who um, have stronger immune, immune, immune systems and also those people who are, who are just carriers, who would get the disease, might not be able to um, um, get sick from it. But they, those people can definitely transmit the disease to other people. So that's why we are trying to chase head immunity. So that's why we are saying protect me, protect so that I can protect my neighbor. Um, so uh, even though, yes, uh, you might not get sick from it or you might have recovered, it doesn't mean the person that you might transmit to it um, is um, as strong as you. The transmissibility of this disease has been shown to be very, very rapid and very strong, especially the kind of virus that we are facing now in South Africa. That's why there's so much emphasis on the uh, using of masks, social distancing, sanitizing, all these protocols that have been coming up. So that's why we are re-emphasizing them. The, I don't think there is any South African today who doesn't know of someone who has lost their lives to the disease. So um, yes, there are individuals in, in summary who are strong, um, who have strong immunity, who might not have the, uh, the, the, the symptoms when they're sick, but it doesn't mean the disease is not out there. We know for a fact that's out there. Thank you so very much for joining us. It's been such a great pleasure. At least uh, you've uh, opened our minds up and uh, demystified uh, some issues. It's uh, a great pleasure. Thank you very much. It's a pleasure, Ospet. Um I hope um, in, in my last closing, I would say for those individuals who have anxieties, it's okay. Um, if any, a person did not have anxieties about what they're hearing, I would be worried. It would uh, mean people, uh, that person is ignorant um, to about their health and everything else. So 
So if you have anxieties, I would say rather go to relevant um, sources out there to try and ease your mind to understand better the disease and the treatment modalities that are out there. Thank you very much uh, for that encouragement. It's uh, 20 minutes uh, to uh, 11. We are about to go and speak uh, to Ubab Shezi, an author speaking dads and daughters.